0: one of the most talked about movies of the year but is it one of the best today i'm talking about titan this is scott's self-indulgent movie podcast Hello movie friends, welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm talking about a French film called Titan, which is, uh, or Titan. Oh, I'm not exactly sure on the pronunciation of this one, should know better after uh, <laughs> all the years I took a French, but yeah, it's a very controversial film. It's gotten a combination of rave reviews and kind of uh, garish responses to it, so I thought it would be a perfect one to talk about, especially since I just watched it on Hulu. So without further ado, let's get started. Almost every year, there's a movie that makes a larger-than-life buzz. It's usually a film that makes a splash during a festival run, and features controversial or shocking content. And the script is already written from there. A large group of people call the film a daring masterpiece, and the naysayers say it is entirely reliant on shock value and isn't saying anything. A bunch of people cover the film for the you-won't-believe-what's-in-this-movie reactions, others put it in their best-movies-of-the-year list, almost as a middle finger to convention and the film maintains a solid fascination amongst fans of offbeat cinema. That movie in 2021 was French import to Tain, a combo of body horror, identity, and violence with visual style and standout moments to spare. So is this movie any good, though? Let's dig in. The film follows a young woman named Alexia, who, thanks to a horrific traffic accident when she was a child, has a metal plate in her head, a maladjusted attitude, and a fetishistic relationship with cars. But when Alexia's nihilistic existence is upended, she decides to impersonate a fire captain's missing son and perhaps start a new life. I don't have strong feelings about Tatane. I think it's memorable, but I don't think it's the most memorable elements that tie into its themes said memorable elements include a ton of horrific violence, and apparently impregnation via a vehicle, yes really, and complications from it, a lot of graphic nudity, and the strange dynamic between Alexia and the fire captain who takes her in, part controlling, part sexual, and part abusive. This is all amplified by uh, director, apologies in advance for this last name, Julia uh, Ducournau's high contrast visual style, a blow by Blow take on pregnancy as an infection, and a number of well-choreographed tracking shots. It is much more stylish and visceral approach to this kind of material than you might expect. The violence and sex all feel glossy and ugly at the same time. But what is this movie trying to say? And that's where I'm just throwing out my interpretation against a wall, because the film feels intentionally on the nose and obtuse at the same time. The obvious element is that Alexia's relationship with vehicles and violence is a carryover from her trauma. Her father caused the accident that gave her brain damage and put a metal plate in her head, and we see a very young Alexia immediately gravitate towards cars in a sensual manner, as a kid no less. Which of course is corrosive because cars can't truly love you back, and that violence can and will catch up with her eventually, hence a very painful pregnancy via the car. Which means her odd pull towards the fire captain, who kinda knows Alexia isn't his estranged son, aka an actual loving relationship between a father and a child, despite the oddities, makes sense. They both need an emotional connection, and as strange and messed up as they both might be, they feel a genuine sense of care and connection to one another. Other people don't get it, but then again, other people aren't as traumatized as they are. But that leaves the question. Why did Alexia do this in the first place? Why did she decide to impersonate a fire captain's missing son? Perhaps it's a metaphor for how you will abuse or morph yourself into someone else to get love? But the scene where Alexia transforms her body is portrayed as some kind of sociopathic self-flagellation. It's very open to interpretation, but almost feels like a decision the movie made to keep the plot going rather than a logical progression. The end result is a movie that, as I said, is memorable but mercurial. And to some extent, I think people are highlighting it either because it's imagery stuck in their head or they don't want to be accused of not getting it. The verdict is that it's visceral. Mostly memorable for its visceral moments to tain. is probably the more interesting as a discussion than a movie. 6 out of 10.